بسم الله ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ان شاء الله like we do every monday we'll continue with our sharh our explanation of al-adhkar as-sabah wal-masa' the remembrances of the evening and in the morning and just as a reminder to all the brothers and the sisters of the importance of these adhkar as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago if you're not able to memorize them all all together yani do not yani uh, do not leave reading them from the book or from your phone and make this a ritual and something habitual that you do every single morning and every single evening and the whole purpose of this explanation is that when you're reading these adaya it's not just something that you say on your tongue but it is you are contemplating and you are considering and you are thinking about what you are saying and you are meaning it and you have conviction in your heart because conviction in the heart only comes about as a result of understanding what you are saying as a result of what you are saying so inshallah i think we're up to the eighth one now number eight an abi bakra nufay ibn al-harith radiyallahu anhu annahu sami'a rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam يدعو وكان يدعو حين يصبح وحين يمسي يقول ويعيدها ثلاثا اللهم عافني في بدني اللهم عافني في سمعي اللهم عافني في بصري لا اله الا انت اللهم اني اعوذ بك من الكفر والفقر اللهم اني اعوذ بك من عذاب القبر لا اله الا انت صلى الله عليه وسلم used to say when he used to go to piano in the evening and in the morning he would say this dua and he would repeat it three times he would repeat it three times three times oh allah make me healthy in my body oh allah preserve for me my hearing oh allah preserve for me my sight there is no there is none worthy of worship except you oh allah i ask refuge in you from disbelief and poverty and i seek refuge in you from the punishment of the grave there is none worthy of worship except you and this one you say it three times but as you'll notice that some of these adya that we that we t- that we took some of these adhkar uh, a particular virtue is mentioned so matlan if you say this it will make you enter into paradise if you say it with conviction or if you say this it will protect you from the jinn or it will protect you from the hellfire or you will have yani fulfilled the obligation of of thanking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so there's there might be something which a particular virtue is mentioned but some of them that are mentioned a particular virtue just that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say this just that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say this. and this is enough as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says laqad kana lakum fi rasul fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana there is for you indeed in the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the best of examples and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was an example for us in every aspect of our life in the things he used to say and the things he used to do and the things he used to guide us towards sallallahu alaihi wasallam We'll just quickly go through each one. Allahumma aafini fi badani. So the first thing in this dua you're asking is you're, you're asking, oh Allah, make me healthy in my body. Make me healthy in my body. Give me health in my body. And it protects me from all sorts of ailments and all sorts of sicknesses. All sorts of ailments and all sorts of sicknesses. And the worst of sicknesses is the sicknesses of the sins. But this is considered as a sickness. This is considered as a sickness. And it's covered in this dua. Allahumma aafini fi badani fa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says kalla bal rana ala qulubihim ma kanu yaksibun verily aran the covering of the heart ala qulubihim as a result of what they used to do 
For this is an accumulation of the sins, can have this effect on a person, but it will seal their heart. Hatta they don't know any ma'ruf, when the ma'ruf comes to them, they reject it. And when the munkar comes to them, they accept it wholeheartedly. For when you say, Allahumma aafini fi badani, you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save you from all the sicknesses, to give you yani health in, from all the sicknesses, even from the sins. For this poses the question, you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala day in, yani in the morning and in the evening, you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save you from the sickness. And مثلا, one day you get the flu, or one day you break your leg, or one day your, 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 Allah yani, gives you a test of a very severe sickness. Does that mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not accepted your dua? No, it does not mean this. For sickness is a legitimate way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala testing you. For if you when you say Allah ma'afini fi badani, you're asking Allah, if also when I am sick, that this sickness doesn't cause me to divert from the path. It does not cause me to divert from the path. For this sickness could be a source of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expiating your sins and elevating your rank as a result of the patience you have with this sickness. And some people when they are sick, Nasallah they may reject Allah, they may say, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring this upon me? Why and why? And they question the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whereas it could have been for them a source of great patience and a great source of ajr and reward and expiation of sins. So you're saying that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does, does test you with, with sickness, that he keeps you steadfast. It doesn't mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not accepted your dua. Allahumma aafini fi sam'i, Allahumma aafini fi basari. So when you say Allahumma aafini fi badani, this was something general, all of your body. But now we're becoming something very specific. Allahumma aafini fi sam'i. Oh Allah, preserve for me my hearing. Oh Allah, preserve for me my basari, my sight. So isn't your, isn't your hearing and your sight part of your body? And we said when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when, uh, when in the hadith, the Quran or the sunnah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the Prophet sallallahu mentioned something general and then mentioned something specific, that means we're concentrating on this specific. That means these specifics, there's something behind them. But they said that why the, the, the basar and the sama were specifically mentioned here is because the sama and the basar are the avenues to the heart. They are the avenues to the heart. And as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, about the mudra in the body, إِذَا صَلُحَتْ صَلُحَ الْجَسَدَ كُلُّهُ That means if this mudra, meaning the heart, if the, if the heart is sound, then the whole body will be sound. And similarly, if the fasuda, uh, this, this mudra fasadat, fasada الْجَسَدُ كُلُّهُ The whole body will be, will be corrupted as a result of this heart. And this, these eyes, what you hear and what you see. For the person, مثلاً, who is used to listening to music, مثلاً, and listening to idle talk, and listening to rubbish, and what effect do you think this will have on their heart? What effect do you think will this have on their heart? It will corrupt their heart. Similarly, the person who used to listen to Quran, and attends the duros, and doesn't yani, engage in idle talk, and doesn't see the things which Allah, which displays Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this has a great effect in, in nourishing their heart, and, and making their heart alive, and making their heart alive. So the hearing and the, and the, and the seeing, are the direct avenues to the heart, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَيْكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسْؤُولًا As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ السَّمْعَ What you hear, and what you see, and what is in your heart, and as a result of seeing and hearing, all of this you will be called to account on the Day of Judgment. Everything that you hear, and everything that you see. And the fitan these days of the seeing and the hearing, there are plenty. You just need to, مثلا, go onto your smartphone 
والفتنه is right there in front of you subhanallah nasallallahu salam wa alafiya and as similar in the hadith the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is part of the hadith of the dua which the prophet sallallahu alaihi used to say wa matta'na bi asma'ina wa absarina wa quwwatina ma ahyaytana oh allah let us enjoy our hearing and our and our and our seeing and our sight and our strength and our power so as long as we are alive and enjoy in the things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made halal and enjoy in the way which pleases Allah and in the way which strengthens you towards ibadah so this is the reason why Allah why the Prophet sallallahu he specifically mentioned this dua the specifically mentioned sight and hearing after the general body la ilaha illa ant then you say la ilaha illa ant there is no deity worthy of worship except you so essentially what you are doing in these things when you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and even after the next thing you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is essentially this is a dua. This is a dua. And as the Prophet said, a dua huwa al-ibadah. A dua huwa al-ibadah. Dua is, the essence of it is ibadah. For when you say la ilaha illa ant, that means my dua is only for you. I'm only asking these things from you, ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فالإله إذا المعبود أن الدعاء إذا العبادة the greatest of the عبادة for you confirming this لا إله إلا أنت that you are the only one who can give me good health and you're the only one that can help me in preserving my my hearing and my sight لا إله إلا أنت اللهم إني أعوذ بك من الكفر وأعوذ بك من الفقر so you're seeking now refuge after asking Allah for things you're seeking refuge from uh, you're seeking refuge in Allah from three things essentially. The first one of these is Al-Kufr. Is Al-Kufr, disbelief. And disbelief can be of two types. The major Kufr and the minor Kufr. The major Kufr and the minor Kufr. And both of them are deviations from As-Sirat Al-Mustaqim. For example, the minor Kufr is, is Kufran Al-Ni'mah. Mesela. This is minor Kufr. Is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you a Ni'mah and you attribute this Ni'mah to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is Kufran Al-Ni'mah. This is Kufr Duna Kufr. And there are other examples of kufr duna kufr. And then the other one is kufr al-akbar, the one that removes you from the fold of Islam. The one that removes you completely from the fold of Islam. For you're seeking refuge in from this one and from this one. And subhanAllah, as the Prophet said, at the end of times, the fitan will be so strong. The fitan will be so strong. That means a person wakes up in the morning, they are Muslim. And then they go in the evening and they become a kafir. From the strength of the fitan. And they go into the evening and they wake up in the morning and they have become a kafir from the strength of the fitan. So you're seeking a refuge in Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saves you from this. And the second one is wal-faqr. Al-faqr is poverty. And when we say by poverty, abject poverty. You don't have anything in your hand to spend. And why would you seek refuge in this from, the, from Allah, in Allah from this? The shurrah said that because when you are in this stage, you are the most vulnerable. You are the most vulnerable and you are most likely, if there's no wazi' deen, if there's no deen and, and a, a weakness of iman, then these things can cause you to do things which will humiliate you. Mathalan, to beg other people. Or to rely on other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or even to do the sin or commit a sin, mathalan, to steal or to cheat or to lie, just to get you out of this poverty. And maybe we cannot really yani, see poverty for ourselves, mathalan, we've been living a life of luxury and, and having something to spend. But this is what they say in Arabic, al-hadid, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. They have nothing to spend. So this is why you're seeking refuge in Allah, that you should go into this state. Because it might divert you from your deen. Poverty might divert you from your deen. 
And then the last one is وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ عَذَابِ الْقَبْرِ And this is like we've said before, there was another, I think, the dua number three. وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ عَذَابٍ فِي النَّارِ وَعَذَابٍ فِي الْقَبْرِ So this is the second dua that you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're seeking refuge in Allah from the punishment of the grave. The punishment of the grave. And as we keep saying, you have to differentiate between fitnatul qabr wa adabul qabr. For every single person will experience fitnatul qabr. And fitnatul qabr is the two angels when they come and ask you the three questions. Man rabbuk wa ma wa man This is fitnatul qabr. And depending on that answer, you will either have na'imul qabr or adabul qabr. You will either have na'imul qabr or adabul qabr. So you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save you from adabul qabr. And this is, a, as, the, as the scholar said, this is dalil, this is evidence. And there's many evidences in the Quran and the Sunnah of the truth and the reality of Adab al-Qabr. And the people that will say, مثلاً, we open the grave now, we can't see anyone getting punished. But this is from Ilm al-Ghayb that the Prophet sallallahu told us about. And this is from, from uh, Hayat al-Barzakh, the Hayat of the Barzakh, which is unlike our life. So we cannot see Hayat al-Barzakh unless we are in a state of death. And the death is the first manazil. Remember, you're reciting this day in and day, day, day in the morning and in the evening. You're reminding yourself that I am going to be entered into the grave. I am going to be entered in the grave. Ya Allah, save me from the punishment of that grave. Save me from the punishment of that grave. For this dua, subhanAllah, as well, as we said, it establishes the reality and the, the truthfulness of adab al-qabr. And then you say, last of all, La ilaha illa ant, this is the same as the other one. So when you're sick, you asked Allah for something, he said La ilaha illa ant, and when you sought refuge in Allah, because seeking refuge in Allah is also an act of worship, which should only be directed to Allah. Which should only be directed to Allah. And this is what Allah is, Al-Mushtaq for the name Allah is Al-Ma'luh, the one who is worshipped. So making dua and asking Allah for something is an act of worship, and seeking refuge in Allah from the evils is also an act of worship. We'll just quickly repeat the dua. اللهم عافني في بدني اللهم عافني في سمعي اللهم عافني في بصري لا إله إلا أنت اللهم إني أعوذ بك من الكفر والفقر اللهم إني أعوذ بك من عذاب القبر لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك والحديث رواه أبو داود وهو حسن